Fantastic. Okay, so welcome everyone to Naturally Healthy Club Week 19. And so this week we're talking about it's safe for me to feel my feelings. And I'm really excited to, to share this. And this is really the final piece in the puzzle in terms of being a naturally healthy person. person. And um, yeah, but we'll, we'll dive more into this fun and exciting topic in today. Um, but I wanted to start this with just a reminder of this concept from James Clear, who wrote Atomic Habits, and this idea that every tiny action you take is a vote towards who you're becoming. So in this case, when we're working on being naturally healthy, you're like your naturally healthy self. So instead of focusing on results, focus on your trajectory. And so I love this idea of like seeing each meal, seeing each interaction that you have with food as a little vote for, is this how I want it to be? Like, is this what naturally healthy me does? And so that in the context, bigger context, like, because it can be easy to think, oh yeah, just in this one moment, it doesn't matter if I just finish off this plate. It doesn't matter if I you know do whatever, but if you approaching it from actually this is a little vote for who I want to become and just gently gently checking in with yourself is is this who I want to become or not and and using that guide guidance then in like the more of those moments that you have where you are being like ha having that naturally healthy relationship with food then the actually the crazy thing is like the faster you'll actually reach your results so Plan for today is we've got a naturally healthy club philosophy in our process. I've got a bit of news to share, and then we're going to we'll recap last week's lesson, which which was what to do when your weight won't budge, <laughs> and then we're going to talk about this concept of it's safe to feel my feelings, and we're going to do a little um, little little exercise. Actually, I'm going to do a guided meditation, essential or a guided exercise where we're actually going to experience feeling some negative emotion together. Amazing, Jules. <laughs> How fun is that? Uh, but yeah, it is. It's it's a really. Um, I love doing doing this exercise actually, and um, and just to to get you like because you get all of us. The more the better at 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 feeling feeling emotions on on purpose. Um, Yes, and then we'll. I want to do a weekly check-in, so hear from you guys how you're feeling about your progress, and also tiny wins. Always looking for those, and then we'll jump into some coaching if anyone needs coaching. Great. So I naturally have the philosophy is, I am where I'm becoming naturally healthy. I'm way more powerful than I think. There's no rush. Yes, I weigh <clears throat> xxx, and it's okay. We're just approaching that from acceptance. How do I want this to go? Overeating isn't worth it. There'll be plenty of amazing food in my future or telling yourself like, I can just have, I can have this later. I can have this tomorrow. I can have this tonight. Um, I change best when I feel good. I don't have to do this perfectly. The most pleasure happens in those first few bites. It's safe for me to feel my feelings. So that's our topic for today. There are no bad foods and we prioritize protein. I'm so lucky. I love that thought. I'm so lucky. Like, and I love that it just makes me think of like the things in my life that are good and that I am so grateful for. I'm getting exactly what I need when I need it. There is no failing, only learning. I want to do this and I can do this. Okay, so and then our naturally healthy club process, there's four parts to it. So L-I-T-E, 
Ellis to listening to our tummies and the thought that goes along with that is overeating isn't worth it. And the habit that goes along with listening to our tummies is um, is is stopping when we feel satisfied. And there's if you want to build this skill, doing the tummy challenge is really the best way to do that. Just by pause, pausing, paying attention. And then when you notice that satisfaction point, coaching yourself and stopping. Um, and then there's some other things that we can do around this in terms of either like setting an intention to leave bites behind, which can be a great way to just bring that mindfulness and actually get yourself used to to leaving food on your plate. Or the other way you can approach it is just serving yourself smaller dinner, smaller dinner, smaller meals with the proviso that if you do feel like you're not satisfied at the end of whatever you've served yourself, that you do go back so that you don't feel so that you don't feel restricted. So you feel like, yes, I'm getting enough food because it, it um, but that that can be if you're if you really love just cleaning your plate and you don't want to think about it, that can be or you're eating with distractions, serving yourself smaller portions can, can be really helpful. And that's I've had people in the group that some people like gravitate towards leaving bites behind and and like just checking in with their body in that way. And then some people really just prefer to be more intentional with their serving sizes so they don't have to coach themselves as much. And I've had people that have done both. <laughs> There's no right, right or wrong there. And actually what I am planning to do, I've, I've got a bit of, res- of resistance to doing this, but I'm actually going to do an experiment where I, for a few weeks, I don't leave, like I finish my plate because I, I normally leave bites behind. So I'm going to have an experiment to where, where I have a clean plate experiment and to see what happens. So I'm publicly outing myself to do that. <laughs> so I'm going to have to actually start doing it soon, which I'm really not looking forward to. But anyway, we'll, I'll keep you posted on, on how that goes. Okay, so that's listening to our bodies. Then we've got I for making intentional choices. And the key thought that goes along with that is how do I want this to go? And the habit that goes along with this is our daily practice and setting ourselves up for the day where we're thinking about like what meals, like the meal, like the meal schedule that we're going to have. So making intentional choices means generally like having meals and intent, being intentional about our snacks rather than the opposite of that, which is random grazing. Then we've got uh, I for T for tracking and the thought that goes along with tracking is yes I weigh xxx and it's okay and the habit that goes along with tracking is weighing ourselves every day and then E is for enjoyment and the thought that goes along with that is there's no rush and the habit that goes along with that that we started with way back 19 weeks ago it's just putting our cutlery down and just slowing ourselves down and also the other habit that go, that we can do for enjoyment is, is anticipating something delicious. So planning things ahead, like looking forward to what we're going to be enjoying. Like I've already got some friends coming this weekend. I'm really looking forward to my ice cream that I'm going to make <laughs> um, for Saturday night. Like And actually getting that pleasure from the anticipation as well as um, you know, the actual having of whatever the food is that we're having. Okay, so that's our process. And, and you don't have to do it perfect, every, every part of this process perfectly. And just a reminder, it's up to you to be like experimenting and finding like what, you know, which parts of the process work best for you and what's, you know, what, what, what exactly does this process, how does that, how exactly, because there's a lot of different ways that you could be imp- implementing this. So it's up to you to 
experiment and figure out like, oh, yeah, actually this works for me and this maybe doesn't work so much for me and, and just finding that balance for, your, for yourself. Okay, so our news post of the week prize this week goes to Tanya who um, had shared a beautiful post and it was called Goal, Goal Met But Still Learning. And before I read through Tanya's post, I want to, just a warning for those of you that haven't met your goals yet in the Naturally Healthy Club, just remember there's a yet in there and don't use this as compare and despair of, oh, everyone else is meeting their goals. I'm behind. Like, don't go into that story because it just doesn't help you. And of course, don't be like, of course, like your brain wants to do that. Like, and I've been in coaching groups where I, I've felt that that way. And it just like, when I, like, when I'm able to coach myself out of it, it's so much more helpful and so what we want to do instead is when listen to this Tanya's story and I, the thoughts I want you to be having about this is like yes this process works like use this as evidence that the process works and that's yes use this as fuel to like keep going it means if Tanya can do this I can do it too and like and use it like and think, notice how like when you if you're thinking oh if Tanya can do this I can do it too how good does that feel compared to, oh, I'm behind, I'm not getting this, I'm like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, uh, yes, use this as evidence that the process works. So, um, so Tanya wrote, uh, I finally met my body fat percentage goal and I'm also weighing around what I was a decade ago, which is far below any weight goals I had set for the NHC. Um, thank you. Thanks to Jules, NHC, and everyone here. Things that have worked really well for me, actually, this is another thing is like success leaves clues. So really pay attention to like Tanya's sharing what are the things that have worked well for her. Um, so she said, things that have really worked really well for me are uh, no distractions while eating, not using food to deal with stress or as a reward, usually, uh, taking time to enjoy my food, um, my daily practice, tracking being aware of protein, having nuts if I get hungry between lunch and dinner, checking circle obsessively instead of Twitter, and she's got a smiley face, listening for the call replays, as lately I haven't been able to join live, not grazing, I, and she said I used to have a no lunch, meaning eating snacks all day instead, so like now that she's having lunch, that's making a difference for her. Uh, sharing tiny wins and challenges, not just in circle, but also with friends and family on the same journey and not feeling like I'm on a diet or have to use willpower to restrict. I can have that tomorrow feels quite different. So that's a really helpful thought that's working for Tanya. The things I need to work on to be able to sustain this lifestyle for life, I still sometimes forget to slow down um, and pay attention. My whole plate disappears before I notice. E.g. yesterday we had some with a delicious grain salad for lunch. Uh, what, a, what a waste. <laughs> I'm still only starting to be able to listen to my tummy and stop when I'm satisfied. So notice like Tanya's hit her goal like, and actually exceeded her goal. Like, so the initial goal that she set, she's gone past that and she had a goal set for body fat and she's, she's met that. So she's made amazing progress and we're celebrating Tanya. And she's like, and this is really common is that and she's done all that with mostly the, just the th three parts of the, the three parts of the process of making intentional choices, what, tracking and enjoying. And she's saying like, I'm still, um, still only learning to be able to start listening to my tummy. So amazing and <laughs> stop when I'm satisfied. So you don't have to do this perfectly. That's the takeaway I want you to take from this. Um, I still usually gobble up treats when they're unexpectedly offered. 
I'm still trying to work out my digestive problems. At social events, I sometimes don't feel full despite eating too much. I need to be more consistent in doing my stretching exercises and walking the dog uh, for longer every day, tricky when raining. So like heaps of things there that like opportunities for Tanya to improve, but like, the yeah, I really want you to take thought. Like you don't have to do any of this perfectly to make progress and to even to achieve goals. And like, it's such good news. <laughs> so yeah, celebrating Tanya and celebrating all of you for coaching yourselves and using this as evidence that yes, this process works. I can get there too. It's just, I just have to keep trying and I, I will get there. I need to you know, figure out what's how to do this for me. Um, okay. And then in other news, we're starting uh, the feelings challenge is available for everyone. Uh, and for those of you that are in the graduate school, the staying naturally healthy group, uh, the feelings challenge, we're doing it a bit differently this time. So actually it's a really simple simple version. I'll talk more about that when we talk about feeling our feelings, but just wanted to let everyone know that that's a, a new challenge that, that I started yesterday. Uh, and oh yeah, and the other thing, other two two news items is, so this group, um, the, the six months finishes at the end of February. And if you, for some people, that's a perfect amount of time and it's, you'll be ready to complete your membership. But for those of you that do feel like you, you'd like a little bit more support on this journey, we have this Staying Naturally Healthy with Ease group. And with that, you get access to all the weekly calls and everything that you've got now. But there's also in that group, we have like a monthly, there's two monthly calls that we have at different times. Uh, just, and with that, the focus is on, you know, we set our, we set our goals for, the season so usually like 90 day goals and then we work towards those so it can be you're continuing with weight stuff but it, it can also be people work on other goals in terms of health as well so uh it's a really yeah fun fun group and so yeah you'll just need to let me know before end of feb if you want to complete or if you want to continue on with that group and the staying naturally healthy group is 99 dollars a month so but i'll reach out to each of you and and find out where what you what you what's going to be best for you uh, and then the other final news, I'll just post a link here in the chat, is I'm doing a free cooking class uh, in a couple of weeks called The Three Secrets to Becoming a Confident Cook. Uh, so it's for anyone that wants to get better at cooking, basically, and feel more confident in the kitchen, and particularly in terms of being able to just pull together healthy meals. So I've shared the link, the sign up page for that. So if you're interested, definitely check it out. And also, like, if you know someone who would like to uh, have more ease and joy in the kitchen and apply like these naturally healthy processes to cooking, like in terms of coaching, uh, yeah, send them that link to the um, sign up page for the class so they can get the details. Okay, so that's it for news. Now, what to do when your weight won't budge? I'll recap from last week. So I'm not going to go into this in a huge amount of detail. Uh, what I will say is if you feel like your weight's not moving and you feel like you're not making progress, just reach out for coaching. And because there's usually only, there's usually like one or two things that we need to tweak to help you make start making progress. And you, know, you have me as your coach and this is my like, so one of my like superpowers is being able to identify what it is for you that we need to tweak to get the weight the weight movie and to get you heading to closer to your goal, goals. So that's the short version of last week's lesson. Ask for coaching if you feel like you're not getting there. But um, what I shared last week was 
there's kind of five, six parts to, to what to do. First is checking the facts because, uh, and actually comparing your, like looking at the data and actually looking at your weight, the average, either the average or looking at uh, like uh, seeing a graph because it can be when you look just looking at the daily a daily number and that with those fluctuations it can often feel like we're not making progress when there can be as a very slow trend down or or not so getting checking the facts is really important to getting clear on exactly where you're at two is celebrating and rewarding yourself with your thoughts and not food so even if your weight isn't going down reminding yourself that actually like I'm in this amazing place where I'm eating whatever I want I'm really enjoying my food <laughs> like this is really good there's no rules I'm not restricting at all and my weight's stable like and actually using that that as a, a, a thing to celebrate and we've just been through you know Christmas and the whole holiday thing so like if your weight's stable through all that, like amazing, like, and, and also like, so often when we're on a, a journey, we forget that actually if, you know, before you join the National Epic, if you had said, oh yeah, look, you can enjoy the holidays, have a really great time, go do this and your weight can be the same. You would have been, oh yeah, sign me up. <laughs> so yeah, just appreciating that, that actually that is a, that is progress can, is, is a, the second step. Next thing is to like, just take responsibility with curiosity. So just remember that, because oftentimes we tell ourselves, oh, I, I, maybe it's not meant to happen or maybe I shouldn't be even wanting this. And if you want a goal, there's a reason for that. And I believe that if, if we, and I got this from my marketing coach, actually, she has this idea that goals come and find us. And so if a goal has found us and we've actually, we're wanting a goal, it's because it's meant to be, <laughs> uh, which I think is a really cute, cute, cute way to approach it. And but also, and also that that if we want a goal, there is a way to achieve it. It's not like can we do it or, or not. It's like yes, we can. It's just a matter of figuring out the how. And when I say take responsibility, I, I really love this word because it means you are able to respond. So your weight isn't something that happens to you. You are in charge of what's going in your mouth. And so you are able to, to change this. You are able to influence this. You have agency over, over this, which is great because then you're feeling empowered. So then the fourth step is we want to problem solve for our thoughts. And we did that exercise last week of just writing down and the, like what that looks like is just getting the thoughts out on paper. It's like, you know, what are your actual thoughts about your progress and just not filtering them, just getting them out and then noticing like, and generally if you're not making progress, there'll be help, thoughts that aren't making you feel great. So finding new thoughts to focus on instead. And then we want to problem solve for our actions and, uh, I shared with you my cream story. Like the, often there's like one or two habits that we have, like one or two things that we're eating, doing, doing that are causing us that our weight to be stable or to not be moving. And it might be, you know, finishing off your plate. It might be uh, if you're random grazing can be a big one or snacking after dinner is another really common one. Or it might be just be something as simple as I, and I shared with you, with you guys that I had a, a habit I have a habit of like, I got back into an island of like drinking a lot of cream with my tea and so I did an experiment of like not having cream with my tea and I shared my weight chart of like just over to like a week like how it like re just changing that one habit really got my weight to move so uh, yeah that's often just one one thing um <clears throat> and it could be you know it, 
one of the one, one of the things that I've I've just mentioned, or it could be something else. And but, um, yeah, that there's always it's often it's it's like a little thing that we need to tweak rather than a huge thing. Or the other th thing could be that you're eating for comfort or you're eating for stress, which we're going to address today. So, but if you're not sure about what the action is, like what action that you need to take and what action is going to solve the problem then definitely just ask for coaching and we can work it out together like you don't have to do this on your own and I love doing that <laughs> so please ask for coaching I love when people ask for coaching and then the final step is to celebrate every little progress because this idea we change best when we feel good so when we notice little bits of progress oh yeah I had the urge to get a you know a candy bar from the vending machine at work and I because I was feeling a bit stressed, but I coached myself and I said I could have that later. Like amazing. Like notice that you did that and give yourself that credit because we're getting, whenever we praise ourselves and we give ourselves positive reinforcement with our brain, that releases dopamine, which makes us feel good. And it also, that's part of how we learn is that the, the next time we're in that situation, we'll be like, oh yeah, remember that we got that dopamine because we didn't have the candy bar that's learning a new habit. Whereas if you're just only getting dopamine from eating sugar, then you're learning, you're, you're reinforcing that habit. So every time you like just any opportunity that you do anything remotely positive, give yourself that little, oh yeah, I did that. Like that little, that little reinforcement. And that goes a long way to helping you change. Okay, so that's this last week's lesson, and I'm looking forward to hearing from those of you that need coaching on that. Uh, so now let's talk about it's safe for me to feel my feelings. And so this is the kind of, I said this was the, the final piece in the Naturally Healthy puzzle. And some people, I like, some people come to this work. I'd already identify, oh yeah, I'm an emotional leader. Or I'm a stress eater. And so you may have that story about yourself, but what I would offer you is actually, if you're a human, then you've been raised since the womb actually to be comforted by putting things in your mouth. So it's not that some people are emotional eaters and some aren't like all humans have this, this, this way of soothing ourselves of, of eating. And so you're not like a uniquely messed up snowflake if this is something that plays out a lot in your in your life. And in actual fact, you may, I, before I started doing this work, I didn't think this really applied to me, but it does. <laughs> uh, so you may, if you're in that camp and you think, oh no, I'm not, I don't need emotionally, like it does. Like we, do, we all do. And it's because we've been raised, like that's one of the, the ways we've, that we've been soothed. The, one of the major ways we've been soothed as, as babies and then often you know, in our childhood where something bad happens oh here let's like we'll get you an ice cream you know that's just part of our, our culture and if you think about it from like evolutionary times like in caveman times like that was that was a great strategy because when we grew up as adults it wasn't like there was this abundance of food to go around soothing ourselves so it did we we had to learn other ways to handle our, our, our feelings whereas now in modern life we um, you know the food is so readily upon, uh, available that that it has become for most many of us a problem and the good news is that we it doesn't have to continue like if we currently have that ha habit of of 
eating when we feel stressed or if we feel negative emotion, it's just a habit. It's not who we are. So first thing is if you do identify with that, oh, I'm an emotional eater or I'm a stress eater, start just just rather than saying I am that person, just start seeing it as, oh, this is I have the habit of emotional eating. I have the habit of turning to food when I'm stressed and actually separating yourself out from your identity, like separating it out as part of your, it's not your identity. And and then when it's, because when it's separate and you're like, oh yeah, I have this habit, you can change your habits. Hey, like it's not set in stone. So we want to see it as a habit and it's something that we can change. And, but before we talk about like how to, how to go about changing that habit, like first thing I think that is really helpful when we're thinking about emotions and feelings is like why we have negative emotion to begin with. And basically, I love that we have negative emotion. If I were creating the world, I would I would equip humans with this superpower, like and or like this power of having our feelings. Like this is a we have feelings for a reason. Like it evolved to help us. And so negative, like yes, of course, make positive emotion feels great and that's awesome. But we also need and and actually it's actually beneficial to us as a species and as individuals to have negative emotion in our life because it acts as a guidepost that it's negative emotion often like something can be not right and we like we may not actually even realize it until we um and but we'll, we'll feel something like something will feel off and then then when we delve into it we'll we'll we'll, we'll get to the bottom of it but it's like our feelings are the, the, the first guy puts, oh, there's something here for me to address or there's something here for me to explore. And like, so if we're getting pretty really angry about something, maybe there's a reason for that. <laughs> and Well, there is a reason for it. And so it's like us feeling that anger is like alerts us to actually there's something that's not right here that needs to be addressed. So like feel negative emotion and positive emotion are both very helpful for that reason like positive emotion helps us know what we should be doing more of and negative emotion needs as and i just shows that there's something that needs to needs to change and the other reason i think that it's so amazing that we have negative emotion is that it provides that contrast and if we were happy all the time you know this to you like you know this yourself if you were happy all the time like it just would be boring <laughs> and like we wouldn't really appreciate how good it feels when we feel some joy or when we feel happiness or when we feel elated or we feel like super excited about something if we didn't have those times when we felt negative emotion we wouldn't have that contrast and so that would we wouldn't appreciate the good times as much and the third reason why negative emotion is really helpful is that it can spur us into action so if sometimes if we um, if there, there can be situations that aren't great, but if we don't, like, if we're not, if we're feeling okay about it, if, like we didn't have negative emotion, we we're just feeling happy all the time, we could let not great situations continue because we didn't have, we didn't have that reason to act. Whereas when we're feeling, yeah, outraged or we're feeling angry about a situation, then of course we want to take action, even if it's uncomfortable and even if it's uh, going to be difficult, it gives us that that fuel to change. So three reasons negative emotion is really important. So how do we go about handling negative emotion? Basically, yeah, we could eat them, <laughs> but as most of you know, not a great strategy for long-term health. So what what do we want to do in what we want to do instead? is rather than uh, learning, rather than buffering with negative emotion and 
So when I say buffering, that just means any activity that we use to kind of block out the feeling and numb the feeling so that we don't feel the feeling. So for most of us, eat, like for here in this group, like eating is, is a thing, but for some people they turn to alcohol and then there may be other buffering behaviors you have as well as eating. So it might be like scrolling on social media, like procrastination can be way to buffering online sh or on shopping, like spending money can be another, uh, another really big one. And so what we want to do instead, so rather than stopping eating and studying like, you know, online shopping as a way to handle negative emotion, we don't want to substitute one, one, uh, one, one buffering behavior for another. What we want to do is find a, a, a healthy way to, to process our emotions. And basically we want to feel the feelings instead of eating over them or buffering. Um, and to do that again, and that this whole, like we don't have to do everything, do it perfectly it applies with this as well. And like, you certainly don't have to be perfect. So what you might want to do is just be intentional and go, actually, you know what? I'm feeling really scared or I'm feeling really stressed. I am going to have this brownie, whatever you go to stress eating food is but I'm going to be intentional with it and I'm going to like be mindful of the quantity and I'm going to rather than going like having more and more and more I'm going to just be intentional about the quantity and so that's one way to approach it and and then the other way to approach it is is so just being not doing it perfectly and being mindful about the quantity. The other way is to just really get good at feeling the feelings instead of eating them. And there's three kind of steps to that. So the, we talk about that it's like the three A's of ha handling emotional eating. So first A is awareness, second is acceptance, and third is action. So awareness and is the first one because of course we can't change we're not aware that we're doing a certain behavior we can't change it so often and often with emotional eating we kind of go into this unconscious state where we're not even like registering what's going on so what we want to do is just whenever you notice oh hang on <laughs> here I am with my um you know head in head in the cookie bag or whatever it is for you just but when you're just noticing like so just pausing and go, oh, hang on, this is me stuffing myself here. Like, oh, this this must be a sign that there's some negative emotion. And just pausing and asking, okay, well, what am I feeling now? And and just bringing the curiosity to it. And we're going to do this exercise to actually practice feeling our feelings. But but just the asking yourself that question of just putting that link together of, oh, hang on, I'm, I'm buffering here there must be an emotion. What am I feeling? And just, and it also like just taking a pause from the food and just like, I can come back to this if I want, but I'm just going to check in with what I'm feeling. And then, so that's bringing awareness to it is the first. And that's often when we have this habit and it is so ingrained and so subconscious, like an autopilot, like that can be the often the hardest step. And once we bring, start bringing awareness into it, then it's, then it, that makes everything so much easier. So, we first is bringing awareness next next is acceptance and that what that looks like is not judging ourselves or making ourselves wrong for doing like so it's not not going oh i'm over you know I'm emotionally eating i shouldn't be doing this and like beating ourselves up about it <laughs> what we want to do instead is like oh right okay of course this is happening 
and being self-compassionate of like, yeah, it's okay for this to, um, you know, of course I'm feeling stressed, of course I'm feeling sad, of course I'm feeling angry, like of course I'm feeling overwhelmed, you know, whatever it is. It's like it's okay, it's okay. And just being that kind, kind, like kind and self-compassionate person. So having that that kind voice and so yeah it's okay I'm feeling this of course I'm feeling this and then also telling yourself like another thought that I find really helpful in those moments like like yeah this feels awful um so accepting that it doesn't feel great and just remembering like but I can handle this fear I can handle this disappointment I can handle this anxiety and um and also we can accepting that it's um so we do this for ourselves but acceptance is also and, and following these steps can be also helpful in our relationships with others as well. So when we're with someone who's um, who's feeling angry, like having awareness of, oh yeah, they're 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 angry or they're whatever they are they're feeling or they're feeling something negative, and accepting that it's okay for them to feel whatever they're feeling. Uh, and this is an important skill for because oftentimes we um, we we are actually buffer and because we like we'll notice that someone else is feeling negative emotion and that will cause us to want to buffer because we don't want them to feel negative emotion as well which is is a like an added layer of complexity to this so yet it's like learning to accept our own feelings and it's okay for us to feel bad and that's just part of being human and also accepting that it's okay for our people our loved ones which can be really hard but it's actually a gift to them like when you're able to be be accepting and calm of of your your children or your partner when they're having negative emotion you can hold that space for them of them like not trying to fix them and not trying to change them and let them feel their feelings then that just that's a superpower like that really takes it to the to the next level um so yeah acceptance is so key and then the once we're in that more neutral place of like oh yeah okay this is happening this is where i'm at it's not great, but I can handle it. Um, then we want, then we can bring in some action and deciding like what we want to do next. Next, so it might be that you decide, you know what, I'm going to finish this cookie. <laughs> I've already started it, you know, whatever. Or it might be just, might be you go, you know what, I'm going to just sit with this feeling for a while. Or, um, or you might want to so- choose another self-soothing activity that doesn't have a net negative. And the, the activity that I would really encourage all of you to experiment with first is doing the feelings challenge and actually writing, just writing one word. So writing the feeling instead of, you know, as a, as a, as a way to, to soothe, because when we, um, yeah, I mean, you can use bilateral stimulation, but that's more for like urges and it's not necessarily going to make the whatever's causing the feeling to go away so um i think in this case you could but i i'd i'd prefer to actually just either feel the feeling or just sit with it for a while or write and i find that writing is really helpful to just get it's a way to help it helps you process the emotion it helps you feel it but it also gives you an action to do so if you're not used to just sitting there feeling uncomfortable then um, then writing can be very helpful to to get you to do that um, to to help process it. And the other thing I should have mentioned when we we're talking about feeling our feelings is that what you'll notice as you as you experience this and you experiment with it is that 
when, when we, um, when we actually feel our feelings rather than buffering and trying to push them away, they often will just pass, they kind of just pass through us. It's like a wave kind of comes and just it, like the feeling can float away. Or I often use the analogy of the beach ball is that if we've got a negative emotion with us and we're trying to buffer it or repress it, it's like we're pushing this, trying to push this beach ball down under the water. If you think if you're in, a swim, in the ocean and you've got a beach ball and you're like trying to push it down, it takes all this energy and all this effort trying to push it down. Whereas when you just feel the feeling, like if the beach ball is the feeling, you just let the beach ball float there next to you. It doesn't take any effort for the beach ball to float next to you. And then often what will happen is the beach ball just will naturally on its own, it will float away. And it, that's what happens with our feelings. It's like when we try and buffer, when we're buffering them and we're not, we're really not trying to, not letting ourselves feel them, they stay around for a lot longer. Whereas when we let ourselves feel them, they can often like pass by or we get some insight into you know, an action that we do need to take to address it and that helps the feeling pass by. And writing the feelings is, a, is another great way to kind of kind of a short, nice shortcut to getting that, that processing to happen. Okay, does anyone have any questions on this so far? It's like a new topic that we haven't, haven't covered before. Oh, you're ready to dive into our feelings, actually doing the exercise of feelings. <laughs> it's a negative emotion. Okay, we're good. Excellent. Okay, Margaret, good to see you here for some feeling, feeling, feeling. Um, okay, Christine's saying the four questions from Mary Amalia are good too. I'm not familiar with those, Christine. If you want to post them in the chat, that would be, that'd be helpful. It's always a challenge. <laughs> it's always a challenge. Tell me, Margaret. <laughs> okay. So we're going to, um, I'm going to invite you to close your eyes. So if you want to turn your video off for this exercise, please do. Um, so we just want to get comfortable in your chairs. So maybe roll your neck around. And your shoulders a little shimmy. And just sit back in your chair, find a comfy spot. And then if you feel um, feel comfortable, if you prefer to close your eyes, please do. But if you want to leave them open, that's fine as well. And then we're just going to take in a big, deep breath. So the biggest breath you've taken all day. I'm just going to exhale twice as long. So just really slowly let it go out through your mouth. And so we're going to do this exercise of feeling, I'm going to intentionally um, feel some overwhelm together, which is something I'm sure you've all experienced. But we're going to do it from this place of curiosity and safety. And this is to build this skill of learning that it actually is safe for you to feel your feelings and that you can do this. So I want you to think about the last time you felt overwhelmed might have been in the lead up to Christmas <laughs> um, and maybe you were thinking like there's so much to do I don't know where to start I don't know what to do I just don't have enough time I'm so behind and I want you to just notice like 
connect again with that place of when you felt overwhelmed. And we just want to notice like where in your body is that feeling of overwhelm showing up right now? And your job's to just notice where, where it is. Like that's all we have to do right now. If you can't notice, if you're not really sure if it's just a general feeling, that's cool too. And I'm just going to bring a bit more curiosity into it. So what are just like now that you've identified where the feeling, like that feeling of overwhelm is in your body, now we want to bring some more, get some, like find out more about it. So does it have a color? Or does it have a shape? If you had to describe the shape. And then what size is it? Like is it big and overwhelming you or is it, is it, is it a small location thing? Is it taking up a lot of space? And then does it have a texture? Like is it smooth or is it spiky or is it rough, scaly? And then the next thing is like, does is it does it have any movement to it? Is it vibrating or is it still? Is it floating? Or is it rigid? So we want to allow this feeling of overwhelm to be there. And then the next step is we're going to breathe. I want you to take another breath in and actually breathe and create space. So around the emotion, around the sensation in your body. So breathe that air in and, and create space around it. And then notice that you're here and now and you're feeling this feeling and you're still safe. That it's okay for you to feel overwhelmed. It's just a feeling in your body. It's just this, this, this sensation. And actually, it may not feel great, but you actually you you don't die when you feel overwhelmed. Like your body is able to handle feeling this feeling. You are able to handle feeling this feeling. And it's safe for you right now to be in your body feeling that feeling of overwhelm. Now we're going to take another breath in. And then the feeling can stay like we just notice that like it's okay for it to be here and we're just going to bring your awareness back into the room so like gently open your eyes again and if you want to get rid of the overwhelm one thing we can do is just like some of these spiky like shake it off or just any any shaky movement it can help you help you process that and look at you you've just <laughs> voluntarily you felt a negative emotion and you didn't die amazing um so um yes so this is and this is it like feeling our feelings it's it's a, it's actually something that we are all capable of doing um so yeah just let yourself feel really good ab about that. Does anyone want to share what that experience was like of feeling that that feeling for you? Did anyone have any anything that they would like to 
to share with the group. With what it was like. Are you surprised that you went, oh, I actually did this? <laughs> No. Okay, but that's just an example. Oh, hang on. Emma said, I didn't think I was feeling anything until I realized my breath was quite accelerated. Right, right. Yeah. And, of course, like when we're not used to doing this, it, again, it's a, it's a new skill. So it's, uh, yeah, just, and you don't have to go into that level of detail every time you feel a negative emotion. But I just, the, the point of this exercise is really to just actually go there and go, you know what, I can feel bad and I don't die and it's actually it's not great, but I also, I can survive. Okay, so when you are ready to do some more work around this, I invite you to, to take the feelings challenge, the tiny feelings challenge. And basically all it is, I've posted in circle under the resources and I'll post, post the link. I'll post the link in the chat and also with the replay. So in circle, there's a resource. There's a tiny challenge, feelings challenge resource. And so all it is, is just every day choosing a time. I highly recommend it when at dinner time or just before dinner time, I'm doing mine you know, after I walk into the kitchen to start cooking dinner. Is, and the, the tiny challenge is to just write one word on a post-it or on a notepad and of how I'm feeling. So how am I feeling? One word. If I want to write more, of course I do. Um, and that's the challenge. And so the purpose of this is to build that habit of actually bringing awareness to our feelings. So like checking in every day with how we're feeling and also to like bring it, practice, build, build that habit of, writing instead of eating and so by just doing one word it can be incredibly powerful so um, there's some people who've already started doing this this work in the in the group and if uh yeah so and I, I guess it's really up to you to decide when is like you'd like to to do this work but if you're not sure on like if you're not clear on oh I'm not really making progress and I'm not really sure what to do actually doing this work around the feelings, like learning to feel your feelings might just be the thing that you, that will be helpful for unlocking the, the weight loss, weight loss. And everyone who does the feelings challenge is always like, actually, I'm really surprised how much it helped me. <laughs> so uh, even if you're feeling, like, oh, I don't know if there's anything there for me, like just, you know, literally it's like a couple of seconds every day. So it's not a huge, huge commitment of your time, but the benefits that you can get from it are, are huge. So yeah, I really, I'm, I'm, I started it yesterday and there's a star chart to um, print out that you can like keep track of your progress, uh, which is always fun. We all love a star chart and there's also prize for doing the feelings challenge. So if you do the, do the challenge and uh, post your completed challenge in the group then you will be sending you something fun in the post as well okay so let's um we'll move on now to weekly check-in so I want to hear from each of you like who has a tiny win they'd like to share with the group or uh, a dean yay <laughs> I feel like it's been I easy. have I, I have a win actually in relation to the feelings. Now, I've been around with Jules for 
two years now. So uh, new feelings challenges was very much my big was was one of my is is still one of my big challenges, um, and certainly that ac- acceptance of allowing other people to feel the feelings in my house is a very difficult thing for me. So over the holidays, I had taken my older daughter out, and I come home to my younger daughter in hysterics. And my husband has lost his mind, completely lost his mind. He is tearing every toy out of the little one's bedroom because she refused to pick up one thing off the floor. You couldn't step a foot into her room. It was a carpet of toys and he lost it. She wouldn't do anything. And so, and I of course come in and I'm like, okay, I have to, I have to. And I, I, fix it. <laughs> I didn't, I walked away. I said, I let, but, but to let the whole situation, to let them feel to, and of course, when I stepped away, the end result has been fantastic. So he took five boxes of junk out of her room, not threw anything away. He just cleared it all out. He made her just a very simple space that she could sit and he made her room beautiful because he has these things to me. I was so overwhelmed by the junk. There was no way I could even deal with it in a small amount. And then she and I went through all five boxes. We cleared out most of it. Everything fits in what he had set up. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. You can vacuum. There's not a toy on the floor. I was very proud of me for not, for trusting, for letting them just, just be. It was really looking back because I didn't think about how big of a deal that was. For all of us, that was really, I'm very proud of me. I'm very proud of all of us for a tidier, happier house. Amazing. And it's not amazing like when you like let people feel the negative emotion, like they actually rise up to the, like, and you get a better result from, uh, so good, Adine. I love it. Okay. It really was amazing. Oh, amazing, Adine. Um, Tracy said, oh, Christine, yeah. I was just going to jump in because I had like my wind kind of carried over a little bit into the emotion thing. So like we had a snow day yesterday and um, my daughter and I made brownies and we were going to wait till my husband came in from work to have one last night, like everybody together. Um, And by the time we got there, um, I was like, you know, it was late because of the snow and him getting home. And I was like, I don't want to eat this late to bedtime um, because like chocolate would keep me awake and it would be too full. So that was my win was just, I said like, Oh, I'm not going to do that um, tonight. I'll have have it later today. So today that was in my plan to have it at lunch, which I did. But one of the things I noticed that I didn't even realize until you brought it up about the feelings was um, I was a little bit like I noticed when I went to have the brownie, like, like antsy about having it like it wasn't as relaxed and I realized it was because my daughter had just had this like emotional thing that with like you know friends and stuff that she's trying to sort out and she came to me to kind of like process which was good but I realized oh like her like emotional jumble like I kind of picked that up so when I went to go eat the brownie even though I was like going to eat it I was like oh I didn't I didn't savor it as much as I could have. I didn't go as slow because I was like, I was still thinking about all of her emotions. So 
I just thought that was interesting because I'd never thought about oh, I'm eating because someone else around me has high emotions. Yeah, but I think that yeah, way. it does. Absolutely, Christine. So amazing that you've noticed that now. And yeah. yeah. So what do you think you would, was there anything you'd do differently with that situation? Um, well, I think like just being aware, because I did notice it when I sat down, I'm like, I, I felt like, I don't know how to describe it, like a little jangly eating it. Yeah, yeah, And I right. think like, if that happened again I might be like oh am I feeling something like do you know what I mean I might have just like paused a little bit before I like launched into eating yeah amazing amazing so good to notice that Christine excellent thanks for sharing excellent um Tracy celebrating so you put on three times over the holidays and have lots one already amazing Tracy did you want to talk about that Tracy or sure can you hear me? Yeah, I'm, we can. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was actually, you know, I did a little self-coaching and said, well, of course you did. We only make um, a, a roast and Yorkshire pudding once a year. So it's not like, oh, yeah, you can have some of that next week or tomorrow or next month because we, we do that once a year. So, of course, you put on a couple of pounds because, well, Yorkshire pudding is so, delicious. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then, well, we'll have some again next year. And I hopped on the scale this morning and I was already um, lost one of the one of the three pounds I put on. So amazing. Um, I think for the first time I didn't like go you you know fat whatever that I would this is huge Tracy yeah so that's so good to notice that you actually made a different choice with your thoughts and you were able to like be kind to yourself and how much better does it feel oh yeah oh yeah and I think it makes it easier to get back into a normal routine than to be feeling bad about yourself beating up on yourself and then continue to self-soothe with other things that are just going to cause you to gain more weight yeah exactly so you can see how that's you're not tempted to do that as much when you're being Mm -hmm. kind to yourself yeah amazing oh i love it tracy and um so is there what 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 are you going to focus on this week what oh gosh um focusing on getting back to three meals uh three meals a day and what i've been doing in since i haven't really been doing the tummy challenge is i have been doing smaller meals and then if i need something else i can go get it and i'm finding that that way i'm not feeling bad about there being food left on my plate i i was able to put stuff in, you know, in a, in a box and put it in the fridge and someone else would usually end up going and getting it later. Um, so that was, that was fine too, but I'm finding that just reducing the portion size and kind of dialing in what I need to eat. My husband was diagnosed with type two diabetes back in the beginning of November. So there've been a lot of changes around here and how we're, we're eating. And he, needs to eat regular meals to keep his blood sugar in balance and to be able to take his medication. And so I have been eating those regular meals with him. And I noticed that um, that was also helping me drop pounds as well. Right. Cause you so, weren't I mean, so, so, it, how much easier is it to, to make changes when you're concerned about somebody else's well-being yeah, than right. your own? 
Yeah. Right, right. Great. So use that if you're that's working for you, Tracy. Then yeah, like use that as like an opportunity. Amazing. Yeah. So that sounds like yeah, excellent thing to focus on. Yeah. Keep doing that. Excellent. Um, does anyone else have a tiny win they'd like to share? Is there anyone that needs any coaching? Not sure what you should be focusing on this week coming up. Anyone struggling? Anyone in the river of misery? Like feeling all the feelings? Um, Emma said, went to a friend's house a few nights ago. Friend's plan was seriously large meals six times a day. <laughs> tiny win. Um was eating until I had enough and also tried to simplify her cooking plans indirectly as it was way too much food and work for her. I also realized that this um, was a normal for, for our get togethers, like one moment. Yeah. Isn't it amazing to like, that we actually like there's, there'll be friends with this, like, this is just the norm. And then when you actually start going, actually, do we really need all this? And is it like really worth it? So good, Emma. Love it. Excellent. Okay, does anyone need any coaching before we wrap up? We're feeling good about making progress. We're like feeling our feelings. Amazing. Margaret, would you like to just share your, remember the first time you did the feelings challenge? Can, would you like to share with the group just for anyone that's thinking, oh, I don't know if I really want to do that. <laughs> you mean when I tried to avoid doing the feelings challenge? <laughs> um, yeah, I really struggled with that. Um, <clears throat> but the second time around, I did it a little bit better. I'm going to do it again. You ready? It's Yeah, uh, okay. very hard to find those to... for me to find the feelings and realize that's what I've been doing, you know, like the buffering with food. So yes, it's really good. That feelings challenge. So And you... I'm going to do it again because I've no, I did put on a few pounds over Christmas, but it's after Christmas. And I noticed like there's some stress and I've got a friend who's sick and I, I think I'm just, I'm just eating stuff because I'm like when we did the overwhelm thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So. You could identify like that was Yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, Margaret. Yeah. I'll Yeah. get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I remember you had a lot of resistance to doing it and then you were like, actually, I can do this. Yes. <laughs> That's right. That's what and, happened. it, and it does And I did. really help. I, yeah. So try her again. Yeah. How do you feel about just writing, like the one word idea of like just writing? Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm going to do that. Yeah, that's Yeah. a, that's an excellent idea. Just to simplify I don't have to go it. out and get the right pen and the right pad of paper and. Yeah, it can just be on anything and then you can <laughs> chuck it out. Like that's that's actually yeah, kind of fun. Like I've been like screwing it up and chucking in the garbage. yeah, <laughs> well, Melissa's yeah, been doing that's it. a great She's got idea. a, a, a wood fire, so she's been like burning hers. Hey, that's a good <laughs> idea. yeah. No, thank you, Jules, as always. Excellent. Oh, good to hear you, Margaret. Um, okay, so have a beautiful week, everyone. And yeah, when you're ready to take the feelings challenge, please do or just focus on Yeah, just choose one thing to focus on at a time because like Naturally Healthy Club isn't meant to be taking up your whole life. Like it just just chipping away at one one thing is a much kinder and more effective way to make progress. But if you are feeling like, oh, I'm not where I want to be, 
just definitely reach out for coaching, like post in the group, message me or turn up to one of the live calls because, um, because that's really, you know, that's, that's what I'm here for. And, and we, there's always just one little thing we can tweak for you. And next week we're going to be talking about, I change best when I feel good. So um, we've gone from making you feel overwhelmed to, to, to feeling good. So have a fantastic week, everyone. And oh, Dean, I'm glad you enjoyed the short bread. Um, yeah. I'll see. Oh yeah. And there's a pop-up call this week actually on, um, on Friday, Thursday slash Friday. So um, just for anyone that can make that, please come along. It's just going to be for coaching. Okay. Bye.